everyone. Welcome back to the latest edition of Forfeit Podcast. My name is Matt. Me, as always, is the Wild Bill. We've yeah. got J-Lo. We've got Big John Stud. What's up, guys? <laughs> What's happening? Remote, as always. Yeah. Uh, what Doug uh, Peterson would call the new norm, it seems. This is uh, the new norm, right? Episode 8 of Quarantine. Yeah. Said toilet paper. Said toilet paper. <laughs> Do you need some? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Drone over. Get the drone Snickers, going. Stop it on bars and toilet paper. <laughs> Rolling so around. I'd say, I would I would trade a couple rolls from some cookies. Yeah. Consider that done. Then it back done. Becca. Becca now. Oh, just breaking news says uh the Falcons attempted but failed to get the number two pick because they were in love with Chase Young. Denied by Rivera. Where are the where are the Falcons at? They're at sixteen. So I mean, they might add off for a couple, maybe next year's first two or whatever. But Matt I don't Ryan pass on Chase Young. Like you got to take him. Well, and I mean, with with that team, the cap hit they're going to have for Matt Ryan the next two years. Oof. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, they're kind of in win now mode. I think Chase Young is probably a plug and play. Obviously, day one. I mean, with Hive oh, signing Gurley and Julio, another year older, Matt Ryan, like, you know, they got Hayden Hurst, which is a really big pickup. But um, they're, I mean, they're, they, I, mean, I think they're in win now mode. And, and that NFC South is, is going to be crazy, man. They could have, like, yeah, easily three teams in the playoffs in that division. Easily. So since we're on the draft already, guys, I think one of the topics we wanted to touch on today on the eve of the draft, right? 2020 draft. It's going to be a very unusual uh, uh, environment, um, you know, drafting remote. All the all the war rooms are going to be in, you know, the the homes of the GMs and and so on and so forth. And it's just going to be a little bit of a strange strange circumstance. There's going to be virtual draft parties all over the all over the world as uh, as we tune in and and see uh, all these got young men's life, lives change. But I think while uh, what we wanted to kind of touch on tonight, specific to the Eagles, I think, John, you had this idea last episode, was pick the top three players or top three scenarios uh, as, as to what you predict the Eagles doing. Um, no rhyme or reason, just it could be from your gut. It could be from one an, an anonymous source that some of us have uh, is telling us what's going to happen. Um, can we, I guess, how do you guys want to do it? Do you want to go around the round robin and hold all comments for after after everyone goes and then uh take it from there yeah great all right yeah so uh <laughs> who wants to start this off i can see no one was prepared for this you uh, i'm ready uh, uh i got i got all i got are heat picks so i'll let anybody okay. else go I'll all go right third. well 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 give, give us three heat picks bill Oh, oh, Bill. And we'll hold comments. There we go. <laughs> Stay, now, now, the, is, the, the first scenario is staying at 21. I think um, not making any moves, but if they stay at 21 and the player's there, I think they go Patrick Queen. Okay. I think what's they take some backer. What's your second scenario? Second scenario is best case scenario. I think the Eagles want to happen is that same pick, but it's 
if Jefferson or Ruggs falls to 21, they're going to take Jefferson or Ruggs. If somehow, I mean, I don't think, I think there's like a 1% chance Ruggs falls to 21. But um, if Jefferson's there at 21, I think everything I, I, everything I read about them, they don't think he's like elite top five receiver potential, but they think he's like a starting receiver for the next 10 years. Like he's a good player. Like you want to draft a good player in the first round. Right. Like just day one. Like he'll start day one. In the slot, that's fine. I get it. Not a need, but still a day one starter to help Carson. Right. For that. And then and what's the number three? Their scenario is we trade down to 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 back of the third round. I mean, back of the first round or early second even, and we take Brandon Anook from uh, Arizona State. I think he's uh, I think he's a guy that the fact that he's not getting more hype, but but they visited, you know, had early on, like the Eagles got his stuff going and met with Herm Edwards about him. And I think, you know, he, yeah, he got hurt this core muscle injury, but other than that, he never got injured in college. And you watch his game take. He was behind Nick, uh, uh, Nikhil Henry last year, who was a first round pick. And everybody thought on the team, even that he was better than Henry and kind of got, you know, got, you know, got second fiddle. Like this kid, when you watch him, he just takes seven yard passes to the house like it's his job. Like, and I think that fits right in with, but uh, yeah, those would be my three. All right. Solid, solid prediction, solid, solid analysis. Who's solid. next? Who are we going? Or I'll go, I'll go counterclockwise to my screen here. So <laughs> that brings me to J Lo. Um, now we're staying where we're at, right? We're not doing anything yeah, dumb. Yeah, it's, 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 it's whatever, you predict, whatever you predict, whatever you I think is going to happen. Your three, you want to say how he trades up, like do it, go crazy. What, what I what I think is going to happen is that I think they're going to go Jefferson with that pick. Yeah. If they stay at 21? If they stay at 21. If, they, if Jefferson is gone, I'd really like to see them either go Xavier McKinney or Kenneth Murray. Okay. Is that... So are those your two and three or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It'd, Je- it'd be Jefferson, um, McKinney, or Murray. Those would so, be my. And you're not predicting. You're saying that the Eagles are staying at 21. I, I you keep hearing rumors that they're in love with Rugs. They're in love with Judy. They're in love with Lamb. Right. And and Everyone here's else is too, so and here's but what I said in the the chat. This might if there's ever a year to potentially leverage future picks right. in a future draft, this might be the year to do it because God knows what college football is going to look like next year because we're probably not going to have spring ball. Well, it's not going to be a normal season. Yeah, it's not going to be a normal season. So these, these guys right. might right. not – like they might not be able to get a season in. They might not be able to get to train enough. They might not show enough. So if if you're how and you're like I need a wide receiver, I need a wide receiver. I can't wait till next year to get one. Maybe maybe you move up and you use the gamble this year is isn't as bad as the gamble next year. Well, yeah, because the the picks next year might not be worth as much. So and you won't have as much film on these kids. Yeah, so maybe you maybe you trade a, a second and a third next year to move up or. A, a, a second next year and a third this year to move up or something. I mean, I would do whatever I could to keep holding on to that first round pick for next year. But I mean, if you're dead set on getting one of these guys and you think it's going to transform the offense, 
I mean, the hope is that we have the 32nd pick in the first round of the draft anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Another Lombardi trophy. Go Birds. Let's like, fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Solid. Big John Stud, hit, hit us with the heat. All right. <laughs> I was making, I was good. I was trying to get your sound, but you're getting your sound bite in. Yeah. <laughs> um, number one, Eagles are going to trade, make a trade with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Green Bay Packers are going to get the 21st pick. The Eagles are going to drop down to 30. Green Bay is going to probably take their quarterback here. <laughs> In my opinion. What else do we get, John? We should get more than just the 30 for trading them back. What else do we get? We're going to get a third-round pick. Or I, want like that. I want a second. second. I want a second-round pick. To move up 10 spots at the first? Well, I need a little <coughs> Sorry. I'll let you go. Your scenario. My scenario. <laughs> You're fired, but go. The, um, the Eagles are going to trade back, like I said, and they're going to select Denzel Mims. At 30. They like this kid. You're probably right. I can see that happening a thousand percent. Um, but that's, that's my number one scenario. Okay. If they were to stay at 21, which I would be very surprised if they stayed stayed pat. For your second um, scenario. My second scenario, um, I think all those receivers are going to be off the board, including Justin Jefferson. I agree. So I think that they would take um, Queen or Murray – as a linebacker choice there, if they stay put. And I'm, and I mean, John, that's the thing at that pick. If, if all those wide receivers are gone, you're going to be able to get the best safety in the draft or one of the best two linebackers in the draft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I mean, I don't see, I don't see them staying put because I think how he's wheeling and dealing. Um, but we'll, we'll find out early enough when, the um the start the quarterback start to go i think there's going to be a quarterback run again you're going to see i think you're going to see three quarterbacks gone in the first 15 rounds they're they're saying that um 15 picks 15 yeah, picks, sorry, yeah. they're, they're saying that kid out of utah might go in the first round now yeah so um, what's your third what's your third one john so my third pit my third uh this is like the one the one I, when i was doing this and sitting down i was like I got to do like my safe, my secondary, and then my my kind of crazy thing. And my crazy thing here is Eagles to trade back into the second round. They're trading out of the first round into the second round, and they were they're going to get T Higgins, mm-hmm. and they're going to be able to pick up Patrick Queen. So I don't think Queen makes it out of the first. Yeah, round. I don't think I. I mean, hey, anything's possible, right? It, it is. I mean, that's, you know, I know, you know, your scenarios are just, are just as likely as mine. So, <laughs> so some of my, I have three. Some of this lines up very, very similar to what you guys are talking about. My first scenario is we stay at twenty-one, and if Justin Jefferson is there, I, I, I see them taking Justin Jefferson. My second scenario, we stay at pick twenty-one. And if and if Jefferson's gone, because you know all those other wideouts are going to be gone at that point, I I have him taking Kenneth Murray, and then my third scenario is the Eagles trade up, Howie wheels and deals, and we go for a Judy or a Rugs, because Jesse's comment earlier to 
you know, the, the face of college football, it got me thinking at the last second. I was like, holy shit, you know, Jesse's, like, got a point there. Like, you know, I'd rather gamble on on a receiver in the first round um, this year than next year, knowing that there might not be a season or it's a crippled season, you know? So, um, but who knows? I mean, I can very well see Howie trading back for some reason, like like John, like John pointed out. You never know. And that's why we're going to have our asses glued to a chair virtually talking to each to each other and watching this draft right i mean that's why we that's why we watch it's crazy because like i mean and everything is always relative um uh it just depends because that 20 pick with the jaguars could snake jefferson before us you know you're seeing that a lot i mean i'm seeing some stuff where they're taking judy at nine i mean when you really watch judy's highlight film I mean, I mean, here's a question. There's nothing you can't do on the football field. It's we like, hear these rumors it. trading up, right? Here's a question, because I'm I've, I've starting to see this pepper in, and I don't know if it's fake news or if it's smoke or what. But, I mean, is Alshon Jeffrey in the mix as part of our trade bait? He's not going anywhere. To move I'm up. Of it, I, is he can you see that happening? I mean, everybody thinks we're going to trade him, but Eagles don't, just don't give players away. And he's got a big salary, and he's and he's hurt. Yeah, like I mean, nope. unless they know that he's feeling really good, and there's no doubt he'll be ready for the season. And I mean, Joe Douglas supposedly they said he like loved him in Chicago. That he was a big reason he Philly signed him when he was here. Like they kind of and he said how he wants to have Darnold have a big receiver like that. So, I mean, you know, they could still take CD or Judy at 11, but their fans are screaming for a tackle because Sam Darnold got sacked like 36 times last year. Yeah. Like, no matter what you do on the outside, if you can't block. So, but the thing with Jefferson, I'm the Jags there too. I agree because they, they just, um, they just cut Marquise Lee, who was a big pick for them a couple I, years back. I love for Howie to look at him, maybe, man, instead of like if we went, if we went defense at 21 or something, if we go Queen or Murray or, or McKinney, or you know, like whatever. And, and man, I mean, we'll still take a receiver, I think, in round two or three, maybe both rounds. But if we can get Marcus Marcus Lee at the right price, he played. He played all 16 games last year. He just got shoved behind Chark and D.D. Westbrook because they were kind of like you know, Minshew had like play, play with those guys more on the practice squad. So yeah. like, you know, he's but you know, if he can stay healthy, he's he's a solid NFL receiver. I would take him on a heartbeat. Major upgrade for the Eagles. He's, I mean, he was a second round pick, you know, only six years ago. You know, you know, we're kind of sandwiched between the Jags and the Vikings here, who both are probably going to look for wide receivers. Because- I mean, there's going to be at least five to seven receivers in round one. And like the one thing I hear about Jefferson, and like I've been seeing him go, I mean, even the Cowboys, a guy here, Cowboys people, like when I saw a Cowboys articles, yeah. they're like, they're, they're saying that they love too. Like everything I read about him, they said if he came out in the previous two years of the NFL draft, he's hands down a top ten pick and he's number number one receiver taken. It just this year, it's like Jerry Judy's on a whole nother level. Ceedee Lamb is like probably a one B, and Henry Ruggs is just you know. Who would you Who'd you say who would be number one? Je- Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, oh. and if he came out. In the last two years, with like the, with the crop that came out, like obviously, I going the big three this year. I mean, they we, said that you know every year he's played 
football. He's just gotten better. He, you know, it's and you know, yeah, he was in the slot more, but that's just the way the system worked out. Because LSU has a top like five receiver coming out next year, Lamar Chase or something. They said he's like a Julio Jones 2.0. You could um, legitimately make an argument for picks 11 through 15. They all could be looking for a wide receiver. That, that's where they're going to go. Maybe not the Bucks. Early, so because some people say Mark, they let Marquise go with the Jags because they're taking Judy or Lamb at nine, which they could easily do. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, those are oh shit! I didn't even. I'm sorry. I didn't even realize they got the ninth pick too. Yeah, yeah, no. So it's like, uh, it's it, it's um, they got pick twenty from the Rams for Jalen Ramsey. That's the Rams pick they got at twenty. Nine's the pick they earned with their play. Got it. Wow. So who's the team? We're staying on the prediction uh, uh, trend here. Who who who's the team that throws the first curveball? That just I think the Lions are going to trade out of three. They're begging to. The Giants want to trade out of four, but everybody knows you can three is where you can get Tua or Herbert, whoever you want. And I think, I mean, this is why you play the game to to not to not roll your dice on on Tua is just stupid, like. The guy's first game in college comes in at halftime with the national championship. No biggie. No biggie. I'll come in halftime, coach. A little tight. I'm going to go win a chip for us. Like, you just watch his highlights film, dude. I get the injury history. It's a big deal. But, man, oh, man. I would spin it. You know, but that's just me. Have fun in Miami. <laughs> the Miami, man, you know, hold up with the tackle bullshit. That's just noise. That's just probably throw people off the scent that they want to uh, – I mean, the whole all of last year was tank for Tua, tank for Tua. So yeah, I get it. You got a hip injury, and they're and they're and they're legitimate. But shit, anybody can take one hit in the NFL, and you're now you know, it, it's, you know, if 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 they can get medical that says he's healthy, man, uh, Tua, I, I I I don't see how you don't. Uh, I don't think that's a curveball though. I think I think someone. I think like um, Carolina Panthers. Could, could could make a curveball pick with Matt Rule. Maybe they take just you know a quarterback or something because you know Bridgewater's only on a one year deal. I mean, his I, yeah. Like, who do you, who do you think it's gonna be? Like, you know, we see the pick is in, and we're all we're all sitting there, and we're like, it's it's this it's it's this guy. This is it. No brainer. It was the Baker Eight would shock me. Two with the Redskins, but they're not gonna be stupid and pass on Chase Young. No, Eight if. if if Arizona takes CeeDee Lamb at eight, I'll be floored, and I'll be like, fuck, CeeDee Lamb and New Hopkins? <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, that, would, that would shock me. What about the Panthers? Like, what would stop the Panthers from taking a, a, a well, wide receiver? I mean, well, they got Debo Sanders. I mean, they got DJ Moore, who's a first-round pick, and Curtis Samuel. And, Chris oh, and, Robbie, and Robbie Anderson. You know, and Robbie. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think they're not getting... Yeah, I don't think they're going receiver. And, uh, and obviously, Chargers, Chargers aren't at six. Dolphins on at five. Um, so I think that eighth pick, you know, there's probably way better players to take, like on the D-line, if, like, uh, Derek Brown's there. Um, but if they take C.D. Lamb, Regina, yeah, well, I'm looking. It's funny, Bill. You mentioned the eighth pick. I'm looking at a mock draft right now. The Cardinals taking Derek Brown. Yeah, he's – I mean, he's like a Fletcher Cox kind of kind of guy. Like, he ain't a sexy pick, but you put him in your lineup and for 10 years, you got a stud D-lineman who's an all-pro. Like, he's that good. Like, it's crazy how – and he might go three to the Detroit. They were saying Patricia 
Like, he's one of those guys that, like, you'd say his name and you're like, as a fan base, you're like, eh. but man, I, watch him play. Oof. He's, he's a fucking Panthers, The Panthers would be silly not to take Simmons there at seven. Well, if he's yeah, there. Replacement for Keekly. And yeah, but people. some people now are saying Simmons is going to might get pushed to free safety. They don't know if he's big enough to, to, to handle O-linemen all day. Because at Clemson, they, they play like a spread defense more. And he's on the outside a lot, like not like dealing with tight ends and running backs more. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you get guys like Lane Johnson coming at you untouched and Brandon Brooks, and you're only like 235. <laughs> but he's six foot four. He's six four, but he's only 235, 240. So yeah, but like, you can st- put him on a <laughs> it, It'd be a lot different if he was like six two. No, I mean, it's just what they were saying. They, they were saying he's more of a Derwin James kind of hybrid. You know, he might not, he might play outside, but they don't know that he'll definitely be. I mean, but again, he's such a physical specimen. It's, it's part of the reason why I figure it out. It's part of the reason why when I was looking at the list of players to do the, um, the three different scenarios for the Eagles, I was on the Eagles roster and I was looking more at their linebackers and I'm like, man, they got like Nate, Nate Gary was, was drafted as a safety, he was turned into a linebacker. Like and that's that's the kind of linebacker that the Eagles like, that can that can cover receivers or whatever. But like, man, do they need just a Nigel Bradham type guy just in in the middle being the being the the coordinator of the defense? You know what I mean? I we don't have that right now. Someone's got to wear the sticker, and I don't see anybody on this team right now wearing a sticker on their helmet. I well, think it's going to be a there's, there's nothing to stop him from calling Nigel back up after the sure. draft, being like, "Hey, dude, we'll we'll give you a million over the veteran minimum." Yeah, and and, and I think we actually might do that. So I think we just didn't want to pay him the eight million or whatever. It was so ten. We caught him. I think. What was it? Ten? Yeah, he didn't get paid that. So we'll pay him three or four million, and he'll come back in training camp. But I I think that's almost a bigger need in receiver. I mean, it's. I mean, we don't really have a starting linebacker that's like, like I don't know, like I I don't want to go in with Jerry and that dude from the fucking Chargers, <laughs> like Chavius Brown or whatever. So it's like, I I mean, I I feel with receivers, if Alshon's healthy, healthy, at least him and Djax are is serviceable, and then you know whatever, I'm 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 sure we'll get somebody in the drafts at some point that could play, hopefully. But man, linebacker, it's like. I- I just don't want a, I just don't want another defensive end or tackle. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to get another offensive lineman. So no. after that, like to Jesse's point, like, okay, do you want to take a pick on that safety from Alabama, McKinney or whatever? Like, could he be your heir apparent? But then like, why did you re-sign McLeod and Mills? Like, it, yeah, but they're both on one year deals, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, but they already told Mills he's going to be this be a safety. You're not. I mean, are they going to maybe run three safeties? I don't. Maybe they maybe they'll do that. But what if Mills is a disaster at safety, or McLeod gets hurt again, or doesn't? I mean, McLeod's on his kind of his last leg. I mean, he's not a spring chicken. You well, know, that's why I think a guy like Will Parks. He signed him as like a. No, you're right. We do. We have a lot of safeties, and I don't see us getting a corner because. I mean, you went out there and got Slay, and you want to see what Sidney Jones can do, and then you're stacked still with corners. Yeah, yeah. we have a lot of, like, a corner. Slay machines. Slayer's going to fucking – whenever I get – I forget – I mean, I don't forget. The but, out there. 
that's a huge man. That's such a game changer for this defense having an actual shutdown corner. Like like a good linebacker, this defense could be like a top ten defense again. And like, well, have no fear, guys. If Fox Sports uh, uh, can bring it, shine any light on it. Uh, twenty one Philadelphia Eagles pick Patrick Queen. But I, then, but then they also have the Las Vegas Raiders picking Tua at twelve. Yeah, now Gruden. I mean, Gruden is a big fan of him. So, uh, to to our point, you just don't know. Yeah, I, I think the first team to do something dumb is going to be the Giants. Yeah, See, that's what I mean. Like, what's the first knucklehead move going to be? You know, that's just going to completely like like tailspin some picks. You know, and alter alter the path of uh, of this of this draft. The first team that takes a wide receiver is going to fuck us. If, if like, if the if we get lucky and the Jets take that tackle that they should at yeah, eleven, they're screaming for a tackle in New York. Yeah, the the Raiders. It depends on who's on the board. Like, if two is somehow still on the board at twelve, you've got to take him there. Because I mean, yeah, I mean oh yeah. Got, uh, and I mean Derek Carr. It's it's. I mean, I I totally agree. I think. Rudin would pounce all over to it in a heartbeat. And, and at 13, the Niners want picks. They've said, supposedly, they're trying to get picks. Yeah, they want second and third round picks because Shanahan's like Andy Reid, you know, draft <clears throat> first round running backs and shit. So maybe you can get there. Maybe if you can't get there, maybe you can you can work something out with the Bucks or the Broncos. I think Bucks and Broncos. I think Bucks maybe because Broncos really want a receiver. They really like Ruggs and Judy. They're going to maybe try to make a move, you know, you hear a little bit to get to 10 with Cleveland because Cleveland's looking to trade down. That's who I kind of would look to, to make a deal with, honestly, dude. Cleveland. The Jags are going to take the first wide receiver. You know? I think the Jags do a nine. I think they take CD or Judy. And then I think if Howie has any chance, it's with the 10 or 11th pick. It's with Cleveland or, or, or Joe Douglas at 11 and giving up the farm a little bit, like give them the 21st pick, our second round pick, and maybe a second next year, you know. To, to do it, and if you can get Lamb, Judy, or Ruggs, I'd say fuck it, do it. And you have to do you it. Have number two with the Jags, so they got two picks here, with, which I'm now I'm seeing. Yeah, and I mean, they this whole, and they got this whole Yannick issue too. So like, do you? I mean, he's a chip that you're going to probably throw in, and maybe could you get us get a two for him? You know, maybe get a second. Who was there at nine? They would they would take him a nine, maybe they. Some people said. I mean, how do you pass? I mean, Minshew is he? Are you really that soul uh, money? You got listen, two. Listen, like I said last time, two is not getting past six. I, I I agree. I I don't think he's getting past Miami. I think Miami Miami might even trade up to get him with the Lions to make sure they get him because I think yeah, this I think this, the Giants take two. What's that? Maybe the Giants will take two. This, uh, no, but they were saying that like on the uh, Joe Clat, the uh, college football guy on Fox was talking earlier to Colin Gallagher. And just kind of kneeling on him. And uh, um, no, I'm sorry, it was with the Will Kane show, who's a Cowboys fan. And they were needling him and uh, saying, like, that Alice said it, that they're going to take a quarterback probably in round two or three. And that if Herbert's there at 17, that Herbert may slide a little bit. If Herbert or Love is there at 17, Jerry might make him pull the trigger. How about that fucking bombshell in Dallas if Jerry takes a quarterback round one tomorrow at 17? What if, what if, what if slides? 
and Herbert's sitting there at 17 or uh, they're in love with nah, in this, love. This mock has him taking rugs. Well, if, I don't think Rugs gets to 17, but I, I, I think they take that, uh, that pass rusher from LSU, Clayson. Um, but, but they're saying that the Cowboys are taking a quarterback earlier than later in this draft. I mean, I just, I just don't see the Cowboys taking a wide receiver after you just guaranteed a hundred million dollars to Amari. No, I mean, and Gallup, but apparently they said Jefferson's like that good. I mean, and they let Cobb go, and and but Jefferson would be would be good for them because they don't have a tight end really across the middle. So now he's your middle guy, you know. Since we took their tight end in Dallas Goddard, aka Mister Fumbles, two years ago. Uh, <laughs> Mister Fumbles. Uh, yeah, he's great. Oh, 37-yard catch and run. Oh, wait, there's the ball, Dallas. You need to hold on to that when you fall to the ground, you dipshit. <laughs> it was like amazing Chivas Kelsey runs. And then the end of it, like that Giants game, I wanted to kill him. Like, that was one of the surprises I ever thought that the Eagles – like I feel like they just – they were coming off a Super Bowl victory and they were just like, I don't know, we'll just – whatever. We'll take this guy. We'll And we'll trade up to get him too. Yeah, because Dallas like, wanted him. No, like Dallas was like pissed. They were like excited to get him. And we traded up, and like literally the one pick before him to get him, and I think he's good. I think he's going to be legit. He'll take. He'll be. He's the heir apparent for Zach, in like another two or three years. Speaking of tight ends, uh, how does everyone feel about the Gronk news? I think it's fantastic. I love it. I love it. So football needs like you need guys like Gronk. Nah, it's it's shitty for the NFL. It's shitty for the NFL. How's it shitty for the NFL? It's it's bullshit. How. He basically strong armed his way to basically go where he Our wanted to go. Belichick, they, they said they the trade, trade in like minutes to get they the fourth to... pick. Belichick didn't want to pay him ten million dollars this year. They Belichick a... stole a fourth round pick for him, bro. They had a trade the year they he went to the Super Bowl and won it. Was it two years ago? Yeah, Hawkins to the Lions for like yeah, no, he's got a pick. Brady, I was like, if you guys pull that. I'm going to retire right now. Yeah. And he, he, do, he came back. He, he, he had a, won a Super Bowl. Then he retired. And then he was like, you know what? I'll, I'll just wait to see where Tom goes. They're right. He, he said if he went back to the Patriots, he would have gone back to the Patriots. He wanted to play with Brady again. And Brady now is coming out. He wasn't going back to the Patriots. In the offseason. never going to go back to the Patriots. You're seeing it, you're seeing it now that Brady told people – and before he signed that, him and Gronk were a package. Like Gronk's coming back and wants to play with me, and that's why Tam. That's why the team shrunk, like the Colts and the 49ers. Like it's come, like unless it's a bullshit article. I think I saw it on NBC Sports. Wow, that NFL players starting to act like NBA players all of a sudden. It, ex- thank you, Matt. Exactly my point. They like, are well. I guess the they whole, realize it's the whole Iguodala thing. It's like oh, Iguodala gets traded, and he's like oh, I'm going to piss my pants, and I'm not going to play for you guys. Trade me to, uh, you know, the Heat, you know, a, a contender. Trade me to a contender. I get to choose where I go. That's not how it works. You sign a contract, you play the contract out. If you're going to retire, fuck off. Like, okay, piss off. Goodbye. Give us back whatever you're owed for next season and the year after that, and then have fun in retirement. But you're not allowed mm-hmm. to come back. Like, that, that fucks things over. And I don't think that's fair. Well, fair, fair or unfair, he's back. And does that make the Buccaneers an instant contender for the Super Bowl, or are people just like absolutely like lost their mind? Listen, if you if you are one of those people that's tweeting that the 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 Bucks are going to be a 
four and you know twelve team, you're fucking out of your mind. You don't watch football. That team is stacked. They have a great coach. Bruce Arians is an awesome coach. Yeah, he just always on terrible teams. Waltz for what's that? He's the kind of player. He's the kind of coach players will run through a brick wall for. Exactly. He's the kind of show up to practice. Don't be late. Practice hard and be you off the field. But come bring it on the field. That's what Brady and Gronk's about. Like, so you guys have them fast pass to the Super Bowl. Well, now I mean, let's not not fast forward to the Super Bowl, but let's let's just put them in one of the. You know, six playoff spots. There's six, seven yeah. teams that can win it out of the NFC, and I don't. And the thing, the thing with Gronk is he's not going to be an every down player like he was five years ago. He's going right. to be a red zone target, like a third down target. What he is for Brady. If you look at Brady's stats, they were talking about it on the Rich Eisen show earlier. When Brady has Gronk in the red zone, he's like touchdown numbers are like the sickest in NFL history, basically, and that's what he's there for. Getting in the red zone, you're bringing the big Gronk machine. Just chuck it up. I'm just gonna let him go get it because you can't really guard him unless right. you got. I don't know. I mean, maybe like top ten, top end safeties like Jamal Adams or somebody like that. But uh, there's got to be only a handful of guys that can that he can't box out and just be like boom. And know? and I mean, even if Brady is on the the downslope of his career, you know, it's it's tough because you look at last year with the the Patriots and he didn't have a great season, but he didn't really have anybody to throw the ball to. So maybe he has a monster bounce back year. I mean, like John said, that that team is so ridiculously stacked. They haven't traded R.J. Howard yet. Who And I, I read a stat that, wow, he doesn't have a ton of catches for, like, tight ends. He leads the league in in uh, yards per reception. Uh, Could have fooled me because I had him on my fantasy and he didn't really – he did diddly dick for me. Well, don't – don't forget who he had thrown the ball to him. OJ Howard. Every week he started him, and then yeah. he every week and he had like two touchdowns. And you there was him. also another rumor that the they didn't announce it, but OJ Howard is in the deal. No, they're they're saying that he might get traded still, but there's going to be additional compensation coming back. Right. So what I'm saying is, wow, it was a Bron Hernandez 2.0. Could 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 OJ Howard get traded to the? The Patriots still during draft day. It was a yeah. it's a draft day, like you know, hey, we're gonna make this deal, but we're not gonna say anything. I and think they have to because 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 they're not gonna pay him in any in a year or so. They're not gonna pay Howard probably. I mean, maybe, but you know, they got Brate. Uh, wow, Daniel Jeremiah just has uh, Justin Jefferson going thirteen to the Niners over Henry Ruggs. Wow. Well, they they're another team that needs a. Uh, yeah, I mean, but some of these mocks are just, they're loony. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I mean, like they're I said. all over the place. I, I will say this, and if you guys, I mean, I know you guys see them too. If you look at this, the freaking, uh, all the Joe Burrow highlights, like every touchdown pass is to Jefferson. Like every yeah. fucking, like, and the thing I like about Jefferson too, his best games are like in big games. Like yeah. in the two playoff games this year, he had like, 300 yards and like five touchdowns combined. Like I like guys who play big in big games. Like wouldn't it be nice to just have someone who could go out there and make a play? Yeah, like just like wants the ball to come to him. Like kind of just like you know, it, it's it's one of those things. Like I said, it's uh, I I I just want to get a good player. We need a few more good players on this team, and he's somebody that you know I'm hyped. Do you that we think can get. that? Do you really think that a fourth round pick was enough for Gronk? 
that's actually Mark. Mur- I mean, for a guy, the Patriots did not want him at all. They, they weren't going to pay him ten million. Like he's done. So they got a fourth round pick for giving a guy away that they didn't want to play on their football team. I think that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, considering he, considering they're the organization that got um, the greatest quarterback ever at in the fifth round. Uh, I think it was the section six or seventh round. Six, yeah. Uh, the thing with the Patriots, they're saying too. They have now they have twenty two picks in the next two years that they might be bloating up to a draft day to trade up to get like a Herbert or Jordan Love or like like they, like they're gearing up picks to move up this year to get somebody they want. Like I wouldn't put it because they were talking about how Belichick. Think about it at three with Patricia, their friends. At five with uh, Flores, their friends. Um, uh, at number nine, the Jags. And tw- um, the Dave Campbell, the GM, or, sorry, Maroon, the coach, Belichick like vouched for him as a reference, and they hired him. Like Belichick has his web out there in the league. Like he could be getting picked together because he ain't drafting twenty-two guys in two years to to make a move. Maybe he's making a move this year. I, I can't fucking wait for tomorrow night. Well, this mock has this mock has Jordan Love falling to the Patriots at twenty-three. So. And take him. That could be a team we would all we could also trade with too. No, we do that a lot. I mean, we'd have to get, you know, because they get a lot of picks this year. You know, if there's somebody there at 21, they really want to get ahead of the Vikings. But the Vikings are probably going to go receiver, too, because losing digs, they're going to want to replace that. Remember, though, Zimmer's a defensive coach. He is, but they draft cornerbacks like like how he drafts receivers. Right, but they they still have feeling. So it's like, you you know. They do, but the tight end's kind of eh. And, I mean, but they got cooked though. They got, they got I mean, two good tight ends. Now that, I mean, Rudolph's good. I mean, he, you know, he, he's, he's not the Rudolph he was, but he's capable. And they, they took Irv Smith like really early. No, they did. He was second round pick last year. Yeah, you know, he was. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's like everything else. I think it's you probably have an idea who you want, and then like you said, it's going to be three or four picks that just make make put the player there you didn't think was going to be there probably when you're picking. So here comes the mock draft, right? We're going to see who, where the Eagles pick here for Jeremiah. Yeah. I think, I think he's going Murray or Queen, personally. I, if Jefferson's off the board, all the receivers are gone. Yeah. I think he's going to have him trade back or we're taking Murray or Queen. Because like the article we all read about Murray, like he's like a team guy, like just eats, sleeps, and shits football, plays every down, doesn't get hurt. Like that's what we want. We want speed and guys that can play. Like, and he fits the bill. 100 tackles a year the last, like, two years. He's a tackle machine. The one guy from Pro Football Focus had, like, wide receiver, the the comp, the statistical comps between players. I didn't even see that one. So I, I disagree with some of them. So, like, he had Jerry Judy, the best comp from, from college for Jerry Judy was Sammy Watkins. And uh, he runs more routes than Sammy does. Yeah. Uh, Lamb, a uh, hop. Yeah, that's 100%. I, that's what I've seen the whole time. The one that I absolutely disagree with is uh, Ruggs is Ted Ginn. No, Ruggs is Ty- Tyreek Hill. Kinda. Yeah, because Ruggs is bigger and faster. He, he goes across the middle. Like, he takes those little slants to the house. Like, that's his game. Like, he, he ain't just running fly routes. Uh, so Jefferson. What's with the Judy knee thing? Nelson Aguilar. Who, 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 Nelson? Jerry, or, um... Jefferson. Jefferson. Oh, my God. Mims, Michael Floyd. Oh, no. 
I love Higgins, Floyd Edwards. Higgins, Ruben Randall, Rieger, Brandon Cooks, Chanel, Kenny Britt, Ayuk, Robert Meacham, Hamler, D-Jack, Pittman, Dwayne Bowe. So that's one of the pro football. The first round now. Huh? You know who he reminds me of? Pittman? Fucking Vincent Jackson. Just like a big-ass muscle dude just like pushes you out of the way and catches the ball. Um, John, the knee thing, it's its bullshit. It's, it's a team like the Eagles trying to put something How out there. How are we spinning webs trying to get that like 13th pick? So he's ne- because of the knee, he did have knee surgery. In 18. He, in, yeah, he disclosed it at the combine. Everybody looked at his knee. He passed every test. But beyond that, he never missed a practice or a game since the procedure on his knee. When you watch his highlight reels, it's like he took like he took this one pass. I think it was against LSU or maybe Clemson. It was like it was like a screen pass at the line of scrimmage. He broke like three like tough tackles and just like outran the entire defense for like sixty five yards. He so, he does have drops. Like out of the but, four guys that everyone's talking about, Lamb, Ruggs, Judy, Jefferson, right? Mm-hmm. We are all in agreement that at least three of them are going to be busts. No, I'd say one or two, maybe. They don't all have to be. 50 then? I think at least one will be a bust. I think one's going to be a bust. Two will be, like, guys that that have careers, and I think one's going to be a lead. And I, I think it all matters where they go to. Like, if you put yeah. rugs, stands it's who's throwing them the ball. It's what system they get in. Yeah. You know, you there's a lot of fact. I mean, look out. He'll crush it. But if you put C.D. Lamb in – the Jazz take them at 11, and they can't block for Sam Darnold. What the hell's the point of having a Porsche if you can't, you know? Yeah. Run it, but, but so the Jets can go up, go and, tr- and and talk to the Redskins and give me Trent Williams for, you know, some trash. That's talking about it. Talking about Trent Williams. Yeah. So, the Trent is the guy still out there. They're still, you know, listen, we got a, we got a couple of linemen that we could trade too. No, I mean, we well, I guess, who would we trade? Well, we just gave Sale Malo a shit ton of money, right? And we're not trading. I mean, I mean, would we trade Dillard already? No, I don't think you would trade Dillard. But I mean, like you got guys like Pryor, um, Mylata still. Like, you know, they're just sitting back there waiting now. But like, Dillard's going to be your starting left tackle. What if we say at twenty-one and we hear with the twenty-first pick in the NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Cesar Ruiz? Not high. I, well, it just what, what would happen I, if we just hear that? I won't be able to handle it again because it'll yeah. be with the 21st pick, the Eagles pick center out of the University of Michigan. <laughs> and then we'll look at we'll look at our computer screen and see the little icon, Jesse's Jesse's icon come up say leaving chat. And we'll be like, oh my god, no. Like, get the check the drone, check the drone, you see taking check. the drone out at M80s. That's what I'm afraid, afraid of. Like, we get a friggin' name that's like, uh, come on, Howie. Don't get too cute. He, but, but did you see the, who was it, the, the McLean article that I shared with you about the Eagles draft? Um, which it was one? like two days ago. I probably it read was, it. It was a really good article. You should read it. And it's not just because it was banging on, it was bagging on Howie a little bit. Judging on all the stuff, oh, yeah, 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 I don't think any of us read it. No, I saw it. It's one that's saying, like, the Eagles' luck is, is really a crapshoot, basically, a receiver. 
it it talked about how they ended up with um with with um, to solve that one. <laughs> Oh, that'd be, that's a great, that'd be a great pick at uh, 21. Um, it it was, um, but they went into how they ended up with Arthega over some of the other guys. Oh, and I did see that, Jesse. It was a really good article. It was a really, really good article. But the one thing that gives me hope is they realized that some of the mistakes that that system had. And now with Joe Douglas out of the picture, hopefully now they're going to fix some of those mistakes. And you know, it's one of those things like you you can't get cute on these picks. You can't keep missing. And that was one of the things the article brought up is like they're hit or miss on some of these picks. And these are the picks that turn the, the tide of a franchise. Like you, you, you have to hit on this pick. If you stay at 21, if you trade up, if you trade back, it doesn't matter. You need to come out of day one of the NFL draft with a starter. This team has too many holes to, to miss on a, on a pick. We need rookies that play. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't want to hear, oh, we got guys that can get same. But no, we need three or two, three, four spots where rookies are playing day one. Like, it's and, just... and like, I'll, I'll bag on Howie. But like, if he goes DK last year, you you look at those first three picks. He he drafted our starting our starting left tackle, our starting running back, and a starting wide receiver. One, two, three. That would be like a home run draft for a decade. That's a home run draft. So like he if he gets this right and he he can kill some other picks, we we could really be set up this year to have a have a good team. That's why I feel like if the top four receivers are gone, you got to take Murray or Queen. Because I agree. Like don't get cute. Here's a question though: If you would have taken DK last year, would you have would you draft any of these? Wide receiver would be not, even talking not, about wide receivers. No, that and that's no. why I was so upset with that pick last year. Two, maybe yes, like a Hamler, somebody. Yeah, but, but like, if he doesn't miss on that pick, right now we're talking about we can get the best safety on the board, the best linebacker on the board. The, you know, it's it's a completely different story. If right. you're worried that Kelsey isn't going to retire, screw it, grab that center. Like. That's where that pick last year and not fixing any of it with free agency or a trade this year is set us up where we almost have to, because I don't, I think while I would be happy if we got that, uh, the, the linebacker out of, out of um, Oklahoma at 53, none of those wide receivers that are, that are going to be worth drafting are going to be there. None of them. Now you're kind of in like the tier three, like, I hear we I hear we like KJ Hill at Ohio State. Yeah, uh, like no. You don't it, think Higgins or Mims will be there? No, I think they're no, gonna be no, I don't think Mims makes it out of the end of the first round or early second. Higgins the same. Higgins is like in that twenty eight to thirty five range. I think both Ayuk's of them gonna be gone. Chanot's gonna be gone. Hamler's gonna be gone. Don't forget we're picking fifty three. Yeah, so we're like twenty they there's gonna be at least five or six in the second round before they get to us. I agree. We're yeah, like receiver like, twelve at that point. Well, and, it's, and I mean, he's eventually going to move up in one of the rounds to get somebody that you know what I mean. Like I could see in second round, easier to do it. Well, yeah. it's cheaper, so I think we I can see us trading up to get like a may, maybe a Higgins, but probably more like a Hamler, maybe a Jalen Rager if he slips a little bit, like into the forties. Don't love TC your receivers though. Daxon was a bust. The other dude, okay, I forget his fucking name. 
I don't know. But Rager did have a really shitty quarterback last year, like one of the worst in college football, and he still has some numbers. So, but he's small though. He's like five eleven, isn't he? Yeah, but he's a bull. Like when you watch his highlights, man, he's the kind of guy, like they, they, they his, his comparison. I bet to me, he's like a DJ Moore, but little better and faster. Like you, he'll get off press coverage. Like he's strong as shit. Like he'll get off the press. So he's like, he's an outside. Like he's a true X receiver. Like T Higgins, which I like T Higgins a lot. I think T Higgins is like a Plexico Burris kind of guy. Like it just. Big, throw it in his vicinity, and he's a lot faster than he looks when he gets going. Like I think he's gonna look up to. I think I think what Howie's gonna do, he's really gonna look into trying to trade up to make a splash. But the price, they're gonna try to just just take advantage of him. The price is gonna be way too high. Way what if too- he gives up like? What, what if he gives up Ertz or Goddard to move up with a pick? Mm. I was gonna. Say, that, that's called entered my head earlier. Ertz isn't worth a one. That thought entered my my mind what earlier. Though, like, Bill, is what do, if, do we, yeah, yeah, what do we if, throw in an Ertz to to move up? You know, we, we you know what if we call the you know the Jets and say, hey, pick eleven. They give you pick twenty one in Zach Ertz. I mean, I mean you've got to entertain it. I mean, Jesse, would you do that for Judy? If Judy and Lamb were at eleven, you're sitting there, and Douglas is like, listen, Howie, I'll give you pick eleven. You can have Judy or Lamb, whoever you like more. Give me Zach Ertz in the twenty first pick. Would you do I would. That? I would try to move Goddard over Ertz. No, no. Joe's like, nope. Chari Howie. Howie recounters with like Goddard and a second two, and Joe, Joe says, "Listen, it's no because Ertz and Zach Ertz for C.D. Lamb or Judy. You can have your pick." Clamoring. If everyone here is clamoring to get Carson Wentz weapons, why are you going to take his most reliable weapon away, and and basically hope that this guy is Julio Jones or? D. Hopkins. You have Dallas Goddard, who you traded up for in the second round, so you're saying he's my starter in two or three years, and he's ready to go. He's already chirping that he's one of the best tight ends in football. You know he ain't happy being a backup. He wants the fucking ball. Give him the keys to the castle. Show your big dick, Howie. Bring in Judy or CD on the outside. You put Goddard in there. You got D-Jax, and see what happens with J.J. and Greg Ward, and let's go to fucking town, dude. Let's go well, to back. And to, to Bill's point, to Bill's point, how he made you have to do it. How he let let's how he drafted, traded up and traded and got Goddard. So now they have two you have two tight ends. Both of their deals are gonna come up at the same year. One of them's gonna have to get traded and one of them's gonna stay. But if you do trade, if you do trade Zach Ertz, who is a top three tight end in this league, that is saying that Howie got the the Goddard pick right, that Goddard is the heir apparent. Yep. So yep. It, it's it's on Howie. If you if you think you got that pick right and you can then go get another weapon, then you make the deal. But if you hesitate on which one's better, you you can't make that move. I think if you're Howie, you make the move. I'm just saying. I mean, in theory, like because to get everything else, to get something for value, you got, like you got to give up value. And you got to look where we have an abundance and tight end. I know we like twelve personnel. No, and it validates his pick. On the the Goddard pick, it validates and Goddard. Go be. I mean Goddard. I mean if Goddard talks the kind of talk he talks, I he he's. I think he's a he he's a uh, Travis Kelsey in the making. He has now, that. Here's don't think you'd be that good. You're then you're you're crazy. Here's here's an Ertz question. I'm a huge Zach Ertz fan. 
Granted, I well, wish so would... we're all huge Zach Ertz fans. This I know. Is, and it's all hypothetical. No, but... no, no. But what I'm saying is they're both going to be up for a deal at the same time. So if you were to trade one of them, do you think that Ertz is going to be able to play to the next, like Goddard is young enough. He'll be able to get another contract and play at a good to elite level to that deal. I don't know if Ertz is going to, at the end of this deal, I don't know if Ertz is going to be able to give you another two years of, start to tail off. of good to elite play. So that's the other way to look at it. If, if you can get your next guy now for a guy that in two years you think is going to start to drop off, you make the move. Yeah, but if you think I mean, Ertz is going to be elite for another four or five years, you can't. If you think you're going to get Julio Jones or D-Hop at 11, I don't know how you don't take that chance. And I mean, I mean, if I mean, if Howie's set on saying C.D. Lamb is De- De- DeAndre Hopkins 2.0, and and Judy is Julio Jones 2.0, I don't know, man. And if well, you think of if you, if you think of all these picks, guys, like every single pick, if you think of all these picks, I mean, Joe Burrow's a chance. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, you know, it's, it's, all chances. So, I mean, Joe Burrow. Like, I, I got a scenario, John. Here's an even better scenario, trade scenario. I like this in my head. Just hold on. Just hold on. Just hold on for one second. All right, go. I hate Zach Ertz is like, like is having like two front tires on a car, man. You need them. You mm-hmm. need one hundred percent. If you get rid of him, like you are really, you are. You better go out there and sign Antonio Brown or something. Like you got problems. No, what you're saying is or that draft or draft Julio Jones get top tier tight end. You got to let him, dude. You got to get him snaps. Like, you can't keep him in the shed forever. This is his third year, dude. Yeah, and that's Bill's, to Bill's point. Like, you traded up to get him. You got him in the second round. You have to get starters in the first and second round. So, if he's not a starter yet, that means you have to get you have to get rid of him because he's not a starter. Exactly. You get rid of the guy who's blocking him. Exactly. And and it isn't like Goddard's like, oh, well, Goddard can block. Like, he can play. Like, he's a complete tight end, dude. I think, again, I don't want to trade Zach. But What's hey, if, he, if, <laughs> if, if but if he's holding out, he if he wants 15, 16 a year, like receiver one money, I can't give that to a 30, 31 year old tight end, dude. That's just silly. So trade yeah. him now while he's got a lot of juice left, a, a friendly, tradable deal. Maybe he wants to stick around and be an eagle for the rest of his life, and we give him something. No, that, you know what? We've seen what happens when we hold on to guys for too long for nostalgia value, right? Because he's an eagle his whole career and stuff like that. He, and they end up doing more hurt than 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 good. How about Brent Selleck? What's that? What about Brent Selleck? Was he, he, what about him? he didn't turn down $12 million a year to be the highest paid tight end in football and say, I want to be paid like a receiver. Why? Why? Not a he hasn't come out and said that, Bill. He hasn't come out and said that. And why he's not the type of guy to do that. Why, why does he not have the extension yet? He has one year left on his deal guaranteed. This is so un- – Eagles always lock up their superstars two years early. All the, John, all the, re- all the reporters, it's not one of them. It's all of them saying that Ertz's camp is saying they want wide receiver one money for him. And I'm not dealing with that, dude. I want to give that money to a receiver. When you got Dallas Goddard, who literally – I mean, yeah, I love that. Could be the next Zach Ertz. And we drafted him thinking that he would. Be. Yeah, it would and and Let me ask you a question. One more question, then you can ask me about trade. 
Is Zach, who is the, minus the quarterback, who's the best offensive player on this team? Zach Ertz. Not even sure. Enough. Go ahead. Ask me your question. But Why the, trade away your best offensive player? That's like, that's like pissing in the wind. Not really when you're saying I have a tight end that could be just a notch below him, but this is year three, so I'll take a jump. I got Miles Sanders. I got D-Jax. I now got Jerry Judy on Bill, the outside. That's fine. that's fine if if uh, Dallas Goddard takes over the uh, the uh, Seahawks game and scores three touchdowns and looks like a superstar, but he didn't he didn't do anything more than expected. That's a pretty tough game to put him on when you got Josh McCown playing on one hamstring trying, trying to throw the football. I mean, that's a little tough. Just to 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 guy who's not getting first team reps all year, they're all go to Zach. He gets no first team reps. He's chomping at the bit to get in the game, and when he gets in the game, he makes plays when the ball goes to him. Yeah, he fumbles a little bit, which is an issue. I'm not downplaying that. But Zach wasn't a monster his first two three years. No, three four five years. And, and did we did we all think that Zach Ertz was going to be a top three tight end? Like no, like, like 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 we thought he was good. Like like we saw yeah. a, I mean. I don't know. Do you just watch some got some Gallo highlights? Like he can't. Like he, yeah, Zach has, is is a better tight end. I'm not trying to say that that Goddard's better, but Goddard is the kind of tight end that we want. Like he breaks tackles when he gets hit. Like and again, I I know Zach is better now, but like and, no, but it's a it's a not for long. It's a not for if, long if, lead. If it's a chance possible, John, like you have to make moves to get superstars. I mean, like we made a move to get Carson. Like we, you know, we wanted Brandon Graham. We moved up to get him. Like, like when you get when, when you want superstars, you got to give up some. Like, best offensive player on the team. What's it's that? not. Like, it's not like best offensive player in the, on the team. It's not like you went out this offseason and got DeAndre Hopkins, and now you're looking at oh, uh, you know, I maybe oh, now I get you, you get him and as a rookie now for the next ten years. Well, you get, sure. you know, and that's the thing. If Howie. That's the same to gamble. If Howie thinks one of these three receivers is that good, we, you go get him. We, we have assets to get him. 21-7 is doable. Who, the Falcons went from 27-6 to six to get Julio. That was, that was doable. 21-10 to 10 is doable, or 11. And we know what it'll cost because the Steelers did it last year. Yeah, they went from 20-10 to 10 to get Bush. You're right. Like, that's a, a realistic jump. And but it, they had was a, assets. it was a two- it was a two and a three. Dog. That's what it cost. Dog. A two and a three. Yeah. The one, the 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 guy that I would be the most willing to trade stuff for is is CD. I mean, the dude, he's never dropped the deep ball in his career. The never. only not guy, the only reason I and I wanted CD more than Judy this whole time, but the more I researched him a little bit. I would maybe take Judy over him just for this reason, that the only time last year that uh, C.D. Lamb played against a good cornerback was that Jalen Gadney kid who's going to be a first-round TCU pick. And he <laughs> like, Judy plays against top-10 talent every week and mm-hmm. has 10 for 110. Like, yeah, I mean, Judy's, don't get me wrong. I, I love Judy. He had a, he had a monster year last scary. year. He's a little scary. But, like – if he has a couple catches, Alabama beats LSU, and there is no LSU. There is no Joe Burrow hype. There's none of that. You're right. Judy no, had a lot of drops that's in the reality. It's, so, I mean, it's again, do I think I'm going to pull I'm empty the cupboard to get one receiver? Not his style. <laughs> Not really his, his jam. But, and, I mean, Henry Ruggs is. He wants to, is what I'm getting to. Like, it's, and, 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 you probably, and you probably don't want to give up Zach Ertz. That's a bit aggressive. Rugs, you know, Rugs is such a cheat code. Scenario to give up Alshon, 
end the pick. That would be like slam well, dunk. He's healthy, but he's not. So yeah. John, John about it. Peter good news is today that it's like on his likely to happen list. John, there's good news though. We're, we're not going to trade Zach Ertz, so don't worry about it. No, we're not. I, I was just putting it out there. You know, I mean, I, I agree that that he's your most valuable piece, and that if you wanted to make a deal, that's probably the one person that someone is going to look at and be like, I want that guy. I want yeah. him. I want Fletcher Cox. You know what I mean? Yeah, like. Right. Those are the two guys that I want. Lane Johnson. We want Lane Johnson. It's like, go fuck yeah. yourself. Yeah. I mean, th- those guys, like, okay, what Goddard's making, what, a million dollars this year? Yeah. Next year he makes another million? Like, he's, he's like, he's what the, what the NFL wants in their quarterbacks because they all, they want to all want to draft these young guys in the draft and have these five-year options with these guys because they make no money. Like well, second round, you get fifth year. That's the reason you like a first. First round, you get the fifth year. Second round, you get a fourth. Third round, you get three years. Every year it goes. Every round it goes down. I mean, but you still got for four years. Dallas so was making a million bucks, million and a half bucks. Next deal, his next deal, he'll be making probably five to seven million. So how do you pay him that, and then also pay Zach Ertz fifteen million? Like you can't pay twenty million dollars for your two tight ends. Like you're just not. Like it's too much resources. So that's what I'm saying now. It's, do you, I mean, I don't think we're trying to trade Zach Ertz, but I mean, but it's just. Maybe we give, maybe give Zach Ertz, you know, th- th- what did he have? He had a five-year, $40 million deal. Maybe we give him, like, a bunch of guaranteed money and we, like, do some crazy cap stuff than how he does. Totally did. We offered him, they said, to be the highest paid tight end in football, which is, I think Kelsey makes, like, $11 million, so he would have made $12 million, give or take, for, I don't know, the guaranteed amount. But they said no. He wants wide receiver one money in the fifteen plus range. So it's like I don't think we're lowballing, looking for a team friendly deal. He just wants to get paid. Like this is his last contract, and he knows it. And he, and he wants to cash out. And I think he wants to be here. But again, you know, <laughs> listen, he, he, we've paid guys like Brandon Graham to come back. We've paid numerous guys for the past three or four years to come back. You know, I, Ronnie McLeod say he's worth it. We brought, we brought Bradham back a second time a couple uh, last year or the year before. Um, we, we brought back um, we brought back guys who were on this team five years ago, D-Jack. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I just I, – I think we, we like to take care of our guys, and I understand we want to get younger, and I understand that he might want a lot of money. But, man, is he your number one guy on this team? And I would be – I would not be happy if they traded him and got a wide receiver. I would not be. I would not be happy about that. No, and I guess it's just one of those. I mean, at what point then do you do you cut Dallas Goddard loose? Do you do you let him walk after next year then? I mean, because he's because he's going to get paid, and Goddard's going to be a top ten tight end in this. Doesn't league. mean you can't trade a guy. During the trade deadline, you know what I mean? No, but I'm just saying now I'm saying you can get a superstar player potential. But, it's again, it's a prospect. And I'm not, and I'm not saying I, I highly doubt they're looking to trade Zach Ertz. I mean, Carson would have a hissy fit probably. But, it's, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, you got to think forward, man. Carson's locked up. You paid your quarterback. You said you want to get him young talent to grow with. That means you need to get him a receiver on the outside. So, if you can get him somebody elite this year – and they're saying that this is like the year to do it. Uh, D Jack is that guy. I hate to break that everybody, but D Jack is going to be that guy. They didn't bring him back 
This is one year, dude, for one year. Then what? I get it. Does he figure it out next year? And he's another year older? Look at the free agency class, dude. There ain't shit out there next year. They're all like Tyler Boyds and shit like that where you want to pay guys like that $12, 15 a year? We say say things like that, Bill, and then all of a sudden there's a trade for DeAndre Hopkins that happened this year. It's like people are always available. You know what I mean? don't make a move for it, though. So, like, what do you think is going to change? We could pick up we pick up the phone and call about all those guys. But we don't pull the trigger. Alshon was a free agent. We've had two number one receivers on this team in like 20 years. And Alshon and Terrell Owens. And they both were free agents. We've never traded for a stud rod receiver. And how did I think both of those guys got us to Super Bowls? They did. But we don't have but there's nobody there's nobody free agent wise coming out soon that's gonna like be worth that from what I'm seeing. Because all the Julio's, the Tyreek Hill, they get locked up. They, they, they don't get the free agency. So the guys that are out there are the guys that maybe could be that next level guy that they're given the chance, like they're our number two receivers. But you're going to be paying them 10 to 15 million. Why not get a receiver that, you know, it's a risk. It's a, it's, it's a risk. But if Lamb or Judy or Ruggs, go draft. I would, I could be with I draft would, superstar. <laughs> I mean, I would, throw a guy, I would throw guys out there like Jarvis Landry, who like probably could be available for a trade. All right, he's, he'll, he'll be 30 by the time he's done. I, I know that, but, like, there there's a, there's a number, a, a solid number one. I don't know. if He, he don't play the outside. He's a slot receiver. Well, well yeah, but you're also going to have D-Jack. I mean, I'm just saying, like, right now, if you want to make a trade for a guy, a, a veteran guy. No, I mean, there's guys, I mean, like, you know, I mean, like the Kenny Galladay trades. I mean, there's guys you can trade for, yeah. but. I guess it's like everything else. You're trading for guys, and now, and now you got to pay them big money. So now, okay, you're paying Jarvis Landry $12 million a year. You're paying Kenny Dalladay $12 million a year. How do you pay Zach Ertz $15 million now, next year? You need rookie contracts, bro. That's all I'm saying. It's like, at this point, like, you can't pay everybody like the Rams did because it's going to fuck you. Carson's on not a cheap. You know, we got to, you know, Fletcher's not cheap. Um, you know, we need linebackers still, like, you know, Derek Slay's $13 million a year. Like, we got high-ticket items. Deshaun's 10 our line. We paid Lane. We paid, like, we need, like, good players that are on rookie deals. And if we can get a top receiver this year, fuck it, dude. But I guess that's why I'm not the GM of the Eagles. Because fuck it, dude, mentality. Thank God. Hey, Jeffrey Lurie, just fuck it, dude. Just trade Zach Earth. We're going to get CD Lamb. He should be good. He should be good. I think we'll be fine. Jeffrey, <laughs> don't worry. I we're we're going to be okay. We're going to some sliders from Applebee's. What are we doing here? <laughs> I got coupons. <laughs> the doorbell rings. There's a pot of John's here. <laughs> That's what uh, Sam Henke used to say that. He's like, everybody thinks that we get shopping. And he's like, we have a house account at Chick-fil-A, and we order you know, trays and trays of chicken fingers <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> oh, man. Did you guys also see a couple of the uh, GMs? We're showing their um, their draft war rooms, and one of the Seahawks GM is like knocking down a wall at his house. Yeah, John Snyder. Do you see what Mayock did? Mayock took a picture of outside because Rich Eisen was like, "Hey, send me a picture of your war room." And took a picture of like from his from his war room outside, like showing like the river by yeah. his house. And Eisen's like, "No, I meant you." He's like, "I know what you meant, dipshit." <laughs> like, I like I like the one guy who's like got his IT department like outside in a Winnebago. Yeah, like that is fucking great, dude. I love I that. Like that. Set up a lot. I mean, they're and dude, they're ripping Gettleman. That's so great. He has that book. They're like that's every draft player from since 1974 in the NFL draft in that book. 
Who but did um, who did Giants um, fan, dude. Oh, who did Jeremiah take? I missed it. Oh, uh, Murray. Okay. He took Murray. And Queen was and Queen was still there. They, he, he took Murray over Queen. Interesting. But the top this, receivers were gone. This will be the year that the NFL draft breaks the internet. Oh my God! Yeah. They said they're gonna. They said they're gonna probably do fake booze for in Goodell's basement. They're gonna have it set up to do booze. You know, Trisha's tradition. There's gonna at least be one team that something happens. Because you, you you heard the stories of like GMs yeah, like, freaking out at their houses. The kids have burned. Stop playing Fortnite, Aaron. Yeah, kids have burned through the bandwidth. There's gonna be a, there's gonna be a, a team that a GM screws this up royally, and I I am here for it. Hey, there it is, John. Tampa Bay had to trade him because they they're already they only have a million dollars in the salary cap, and they can't redo his deal. So they literally had to trade him. Who's this? Gronkowski. And how are they? How are they gonna do the picks? Like, so Goodell's gonna get on, announce the pick, and the then are they going to? Are they gonna pan to the player? They'll, they'll probably have they gonna show a highlight reel, and then they move on to the next, and then the next. I would think a highlight reel. Yeah, because they're not gonna have cameras. In any in, in any of the players' houses, I think. Well, uh, they, yeah. might have, they, they, might, they might have them. I mean, they might have, they're not going to have a camera crew, but not like have, a webcam. They might have webcams. Yeah. No, I, I think I, I think they're going to have like team logos with the clock, and then they're going to have like a highlight thing. I, I I think they might do like little quadrants. Maybe they can't not show the players somehow. They've, they've got to have that figured out with like their family all around them and stuff like that. Did yeah. you see um, Howie Roseman? They, he had a camera set up, and that's the one the league sends them. So like, there's no like like tampering or bullshit. Like, so they have like their own like I guess NFL camera that's like watching him. I thought he said it was a phone. Yeah, that's what I mean, a phone, I'm sorry. I think today a camera. But yeah, it was a phone that they sent them. It was like a league-mandated one, I guess, to like to like watch him. So there's no like funky stuff. No funny business. No funny business. Yeah. You're watching Simpsons episodes and that on those other monitors. Yeah. Simpsons is so great. I've been watching that recently too, here and there. That I mean, that show is such ahead of its time. That show is absolutely so timeless. Absolutely. It, every every season's on Disney Plus. I've been watching all like this, like from seasons like one to six are like it's just gold. The heyday is like five to ten, but I've been watching some of the newer ones, and they're just as freaking funny. Like Homer's just Homer, man. Yeah, Homer keeps it sleazy, yeah. dumb beer, and you know doing his thing. He's a simple man. Takes out takes out refi mortgages uh, at like forty percent. Like doesn't realize like they're just like fine here, I mean, and it's, yeah, it's fucking great. He's just Homer like, Simpson, local boob. Homer yeah. Simpson. What's my name? It's Mr. Plow. Hey, what's wow. my name? It's Mr. Plow. Would Mr. Plow trade Zach Ertz to move up to get Jerry wow. Judy? I think we should do a Twitter poll: Do the Eagles select defense, offense, or trade back or up? I guess we can give them four: trade up or trade back. Trade, trade up, trade back. Uh, trade Zacherts. <laughs> and then we get 100% yes to trade Zacherts. Like, wow, 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 wow. I, honestly, I'd rather trade Fletcher Cox. To be honest with you. Do still really good. He's still good. Do we make that the 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 forfeit Twitter poll? 
Yeah, we should. Get some heat going. Generate some heat. Let's talk to we'll talk to the interns. Get it set up. Uh, you're, you're, you're looking at you're looking at him right here. <laughs> have we heard back from Rowan or Rutgers about the intern? We got we got to follow up on that. Check the email account. See if we yeah, guys see or do you want me to? Huh? I'm writing it right now. Oh, okay. Um, we need to see. We need to see, uh, see. See if we got an inbox full of resumes for interns. Do we send them out? Do we um, do an emergency podcast if they trade up? I mean, I think the fans are gonna need it. They probably need like we need to be on standby. Like yeah, like if we hear the Cleveland Browns trade pick ten to the Eagles for you know pick twenty one and so and so, it's like well, we didn't do this to take an offensive lineman. This time. And, like, what if all three are there still when we trip, like, pick 10 and, like, all three receivers are there for our picking? You know he's going CD Lamb at that point. You know CD. Yeah. Howie Weiser might make a move tomorrow. I mean, the more I read about the Ertz thing, it might – I mean – I was thinking about you. I mean, I didn't read about it. I was kind of just thinking about it, just like reading how like he turned down the team deal, and the Eagles typically don't like it when their players turn down extensions. Like, yep. In history, I mean, look at the guy. I mean, like Hugh Douglas and shit. Like other players, like when they want to pay you and you say no, Jeffrey Lurie's a businessman. It's just like end of the day, you know, you let Nick Foles go. I mean, it's it's. I mean, that was a little different situation, obviously, but. I don't okay, know, man. So the, like, so the Twitter poll's drafted. It's draft night, and the Eagles dot 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 trade up, stay at twenty one, trade back. There you go. Uh, that's, that's that's a good one. It's a good one. Um, but no, so man. Now on Twitter, you can hit us up at forfeit pod f o u r f e i t pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Tell us what you think about the Eagles trade. Give us your predictions. Tell us we're nuts. Tell us we should trade. Zach Ertz to move up or stay put or or move back. That's a hot take right here. Yeah. Hot take. Some, some Becca's bacon over there. Some hot takes. That's hot. That's some hot takes. Some some some, some chocolate cookies. They look amazing. She got a good recipe. If you guys are good, I'll have her send you some. Will she will she send them to Jesse still or is he is he is he off the cookie list or is he? I can I can kind of I can almost taste it just looking at, through my screen right now. <laughs> You can almost taste them. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, they're probably warm still. They have that like warm chocolate chip break in them. Nah, they're not. No. Uh, away. How can you eat them? I want a uh, fresh batch. Fresh batch immediately. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think uh, yeah, I think I think the whole world. This draft has been like the only thing. Like uh, these analysts got to be wanting to kill themselves. So they talk about the draft over and over and over. It's like the only thing to talk about right now. Yep. The only other thing that people have been talking about is the last dance. Yes. Yeah. No. It's then the and the, 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 the LeBroners are coming out of the woodworks. You know. So it's some people are already saying that it's you know it just shows how hypocritical they were in the eighties because because Michael had the clock management or low management when they watched his play and. You know, they're like, you're afraid it's going to re-break his foot. Like, come and on. That's what I mean, like it's, like, it's like within reason. The guy's not healthy taking off a game because he doesn't want to play in Milwaukee because it's cold. And he played two games last week. It's like Kawhi. It's like, that's fucking different. When you have an actual injury you're coming back from, 
yeah, I monitor it. But when it's just preventative maintenance, get the fuck out of here. Oh, I loved it when, and I love that part when they were talking about it. And he's like, yo, man, he's like, there's 30 seconds left. So I went to the coach. I said, Stan, fuck these guys, man. Just put me, just put me in. It's 30 goddamn <laughs> seconds. I love it, dude. I mean, like, there, there's no, I mean, anybody that wants to argue, and I love, I mean, I've had LeBron's back his whole career. I think when it, I don't know we'll ever see a player like him again come in at 18 and play 18 years of dominant basketball. I mean, the first few he wasn't dominant, but he held his own as an 18-year-old in this league. And but just to say Michael wasn't the greatest, it's just I, don't, I mean, it's I, I, it's really hard for me to hear any other word out of somebody's mouth. You know, it, you know, if they want to explain it to me, it's just like I hear. Wah, 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 Well, it's, like... it, it's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that we're now at a point in our in our society where there are grown men who don't understand how great Michael Jordan was because they weren't alive to appreciate it. And I just it just it just it's crazy. I, I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around that. You know, talking about that today on uh, First Take with Stephen A. and uh, Max Kellerman, that in 30 years when, like, generation now, reporters are gone who watched Michael and reported on him, and it's the young bloods who followed LeBron in his career, they're going to have their own, you know, 10-part series and how yeah. LeBron was the greatest and all this, and Jordan yeah. was a different error, but LeBron transformed it. And it's like there was no NBA without Michael Jordan. He made the NBA what it was. Well, he took bailing He took the NBA from like a just you know a, a, a professional sports league to a celebrity like level. You know something more than basketball. And I baseball mean, was, was still a powerhouse. Baseball and football, and even hockey to an extent, like dominated the sports scene. Basketball was still like a fringe sport. Like you played yeah. it as a kid and you played it. But it wasn't like a professional like draw. I mean, right. MJ, it's just, it's just, it's just ignorant. It's just like, I don't know. It makes my head hurt. Well, so when you had players before him, you had the Dr. J's, you had the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, you had the Magics, you had the Larry Birds that had sneaker deals, had little endorsements here and there. But Michael Jordan was the first, like brand. quote unquote, brand for basketball, other than the NBA. You know, he, he created everything. I mean, like, I mean, I he mean, paved he, the way for the Kobe's, for the LeBrons, for the Tim Duncans, for like, there were so many guys. And even the guys that played with him, because of what Mike was doing, then it made it easier for Charles Barkley to get his, build his brand, and for Shaquille O'Neal to build his brand. So it's just, you know, you look at these guys that have brands now, you know, um, it's, uh, it's 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 crazy and and you know we're just we're getting you know finally he's you know he's letting us behind behind the uh behind the curtain that he's that he's you know had draped over all so much shit and we only get we only got the tip of the iceberg in these first two episodes you know but like they're getting right into the jerry Krause stuff and and we all knew that even from when it was happening that you know there was that was just nothing but bad blood between you know him, Scotty, Michael, and Phil. Even before the, the the last season, I mean, you know, shit. Before we started recording, we were talking about the the coach thing, you know, and how 
how the dream team, I mean, that, that, that was pivotal. I mean, those guys were, were out for blood when they, when they were, uh, playing Tony Kukoc in the Olympics. I mean, it, it, it meant more than, than a gold medal to them. I mean, it was a statement. Like, like, and, and, and like told like Tim Floyd interview, like, what are you doing? Like, let this thing run, like die in natural death. Like, why would you break this up? And then right. Ryan like, yeah, tell Jerry that. He works for you, Jack. What the fuck? He works for you. You fucking tell him. You sign his paychecks. You tell him the team's staying together. You and Phil figure it out. You and Scotty figure it out. Yep. I want another championship next year. Make it happen. Yeah. Work for me. Not well, we gotta convince Jerry. It's like that blows my fucking mind. That like like he's pawning it off like, well, you know, help me out, Tim. Can you tell him that? It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, playing into his Napoleon syndrome. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't I don't get it's just like, you know, and that's obviously when the league was still kinda before it became a players league, so I get that. You it know, was but right it was, before it was like right on the fence. Jordan was one that busted out with that like those like big one year thirty million dollar deals because he wanted to get paid. It was basically like you need me as much as I need you. Like you're paying me thirty million. Talking about deals, how about that Scotty Pippen deal, man? Oh, that is just that's highway robbery. Well, then people are talking about should have had his back more. Like Jordan yeah, I mean, that's your agent, man. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's your like? agent, but he, more so, it's it's you not not speaking up to your agent, yeah, saying, like, "Yo, man, well, like, well, I'm not going to make this happen for me. I'm going to someone who will." Scotty also explained, like, from 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 watching that, like Scotty didn't have it kind of easy. Like, dad's no. in a wheelchair, brother's right. in a wheelchair. Like, I get his point. Like, l- let's just get paid and. You know, if I just keep doing what I'm doing, like the money will come. It'll happen. To be honest with you, eventually you did. I mean, a hundred so million dollars for his, for his career it ain't too shabby. It's it not. I it's mean, not Portland, Portland gave him. I think it was like sixty-eight mil right. for like five years or something it's, like that. It's not like he uh, he left the league with like twenty million. You know what I mean? Like, and even that, you probably could live off of. No, nah, he's broke. I think. No, nah, well, it, he was. He was broke until the until he got a. Yeah, he's like um, a senior advisor for the Bulls now, but yeah, I mean, he he's not. Did they fire him? Great job at that. Yeah. Who yeah. went broke? Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen was like he had, his, he had like a private jet. And yeah, shit. he like, was funny like an idiot. Like yeah, like it was like he had he yeah he had like 150 million because he got paid from Portland. Then he got paid from paid from uh, Houston too, and Charles was there. He got paid to go there for one stint for like two, three years. Well, that like, was before the Portland. That was before the Portland. He got he got traded initially to Houston, I think what it was, and then Portland bought his contract. Okay, okay. But no, he made money at the end and pissed it all away. So yeah, no, he did. So I mean, that's kind of when it, like I feel bad when I hear that, but when I uh, when I, when a guy makes hundred million dollars in ten years and. Pisses it away. Part of, part of me is like, dude, that's on you, man. Yeah. Take care of your chicken. Take yeah. Chicken. And that was a lot of chicken. For reals, man. Like, I, like Antoine Walker and the Celtics, he made like 150 mil in his NBA career, and he's broke. It's like uh, – and, and he got fucked, though, because he had like a bad investment firm that like stole his money, basically, but he signed over like power of attorney and didn't realize it. Like Kind of like a Rocky situation. Yeah. Rocky five style. Yeah, what happens, dude? These guys get people that they just are, you know, that just use athletes because they're stupid. 
Yep. And you well, know, didn't, uh, like pissed through all of his money too, didn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah, dude, he got paid. Jamal Ashburn lost like. Dude, the list is crazy for the Sean guy Kemp. that Sean Kemp's like born. made money and don't have it anymore. Like, Sean I Kemp was like trying to make a comeback in like his late thirties because he has like seventeen kids or some shit. Oh, uh, he 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 dropping babies everywhere. The yeah. NFL. Adrian Peterson made one hundred and twenty million dollars in his NFL career, and he's broke. He's in like he's like five million in debt. Like I don't know because and he and he would do birthday parties. That cost like two hundred thousand dollars because he would bring like elephants and giraffes and shit to like fields for like it's like what what like I don't <laughs> I just I don't get it man I get it you know you grow up without some stuff you want to really indulge yourself but like nobody's pissing in your ear like hey you're gonna be playing ball for ten years tops can we also agree that maybe Michael Jordan should lay off the booze a little bit dude that glass was yeah. like. Do you notice like his that eyes were like yellow? I don't, I don't agree oh, with his that. eyes, his eyes have been like that like since two thousand three. Yeah, like, he dude, that's like not good liver, bro. Yeah, Listen, dude. Like, yeah, John, did you see? Did you notice the glass? Yeah, yeah. like down I'll, and down you know, and if down. If I'm drinking bourbon, I'll do like two fingers, three Somebody fingers. Said it was tequila, huh? Somebody said it was tequila. I saw it. Might have been. Well, I mean, it could have been a reposado, but I mean, no, I think he, I think these guys, they all own their own brands of liquor nowadays. It was probably one of his own brands. Yeah, the liquor in the Last Dance is a tequila that costs eighteen hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, like a I said, but like I said, like I'll drink like two fingers or three fingers at a time. That was like that's right. He co-owns it. <laughs> yeah, like that was a fist of of tequila. Yeah. So when you're worth ten billion dollars, and every day for you is just like heaven on earth, you're just like fuck it, give me a drink. And I think John, correct well, me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I don't think his tequila is easy to to get in the states either. Some of the some of these tequilas that these celebrities and and professional athletes are co own own, it's 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 pretty hard to get it in the states. Like. You have you to manufacture it in, probably in America. You have to go through importing, and it's probably exactly. not as easy as it sounds. Exactly, liquor. Yeah, which um, which also you know hikes the price up considerably. You can buy a bottle of his tequila right now on Caskers for one hundred and thirty dollars. Okay. Damn, why is it? She better sign them shits. Dude, it says it says here it sells for eighteen hundred dollars a bottle. Yeah, can go for eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. John, pull out the Amex. Let's go, bro. Forfeit Amex. Here we go. Swipe. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, once that serious money kicks in, right? I mean, this receipt. This is in the uh, big receipt pile. My Lamborghini is gonna run on Michael Jordan on the tequila. I, but I will say, don't leave it at Matt's house because we're gonna be like, hey guys, uh, I got some uh, Cactus Jack. I can refill it with. Oh god. Oh god. Why does oh, it taste like old body water, Bill? I'm gagging just I'm gagging just the just the the, the the sound of cactus jack. Oh god. Turpentine. Oh god. Um First but yes, he does. So John. Yeah. The the Blanco is 90, the Reposado is 130, and then the extra Anyo is sixteen hundred dollars. Okay. And then hey Jesse, um cigar corner con- uh, connoisseur. 
the cigar that he was smoking, do you think that that was a custom hand-rolled cigar, or do you think that that was just packed full of weed? Now, I mean, it was probably a, it was probably a, um, a Dominican cigar. I, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that if you really enjoy cigars, getting like a hand-rolled from somewhere, unless you know that the, the tobacco they're getting is like, really good tobacco that's been fermented and aged, you're going to get a better, you're going to get a better stick from like a, a, my father or any of those huge companies that makes just fantastic cigars. You're just going to get a better one Yeah, like from Padron or somebody like that. I just know that, I just know that Michael Jordan loves cigars and he also likes his weed. So, <laughs> so uh, the, 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 the picture I looked on it, um, it was a it was a it was a, a cigar. It wasn't a blunt. Yeah. So I'm reading an article from Cigar Aficionado commenting about the Last Dance, and someone in the comment section wrote, and again, take it for what it's worth. It's called an extra long Lancero, and it's a cigar that was made for him in Cuba, the MG23. Uh, he said the house roller Alex at Hotel Commodore in Cuba makes them. It's probably he. It's probably his own personal hand roller that he has down there in Cuba. He probably like pays for his house and puts his kids through school. Do you think it bothers him more that his documentary is going to make him look a certain way to people, or that he owns a basketball team and they fucking suck? What do you think bothers him more? I think that he's the best basketball player ever, and his team sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because deep down he knows that pe he knows how people think of, think about him, and at this point, it doesn't matter. It's it's kind of like this might be a terrible analogy, but it's kind of like Michael Jackson at this point, right? There are people out there that you could no matter what documentary comes out about that dude, there's going to be people out there that are like, "Fuck it, I don't care, thriller till I fucking die." Yeah. This dude was a genius. I love him. Like it just doesn't matter, and I think it's 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 the same scenario with Michael Jordan in a lot of ways, you like, know. I think he knows that. What does he own the, the the Hornets for? Like, did he like his draft picks are like, like we we sit here and we shit on G GMs. Oh like, no, he's one of the worst ever. <laughs> like, is he like the worst <clears throat> at at figuring out talent? He's one of the, yeah, probably. He's as bad. He's as bad at at. at at picking talent as Larry Bird was a head coach. I mean, crazy. I mean, just because you could play the game doesn't mean that you you can you can manage it. Yeah. You know? It's not I mean, and that's like and that's one of the things that I think we're going to we're going to see how great Phil Jackson really was, you know. And you want to talk about the lack of great coaches or good coaches in this league. I think I think we're going to see, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be, you know, their eyes are going to be open to the greatness of Phil Jackson and people who forgot how great Phil was. You know, I think they're going to be reminded because it takes more than knowing the X's and O's sometimes. And I think we're going to get a good dose of that on, in episodes three and four because they focus on Dennis Rodman, who requested to go on vacation mid mid season. And granted, they still didn't have Scottie Pippen yet. My kind of guy. <laughs> I love Robin. And Phil Jackson said the Hornets in 2010 for 180 million, and they're worth 1.3 billion now. 
And he's so, worth two and a, he's worth two and a half billion. Half of that's from Nike brand, obviously. The other half from the Hornets. So didn't I think he drip Tobias Harris too? A losing franchise when you make your billion dollars in less than ten years. Well, you can thank the TV money for that too, somewhat. No, I mean think of all that. They, I mean, he, 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 like you don't have that kind of valuation from ticket sales and beer sales. And Terry, see yeah. Terry, where those nachos from? From from whom? But you're talking about other than Kemba Walker, they have not drafted a good player. <laughs> no. Um, since 2012. Um, I feel like mediocre guys. Who is the big, you know, John, who was the guy who he drafted that, that they thought he was going to be like the next, like, Jesus Christ superstar? Kwame, no. Well, yeah, Kwame Brown, right? That's when he went on the Wizards. Oh, that was the Wizards. That's when he went with the GM at the Wizards. Yeah. He loved Kwame Brown. And then, uh, and then Doug Collins wanted to give him like a five-year, fifty million dollar extension when we had him. Great, great, yeah. great Doug Collins, you yeah, fucking great. idiot. <laughs> great, great. Hey, he's connected. Well, he's also connected to Michael Jordan. So now, so Doug is the greatest player ever. Let's give I just ball. read okay. a like, yeah, yeah. What was your what was your play um, for the what was your play for the last for the last uh, what would you would you draw up there, Doug? Uh, I just said give Michael the ball, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> the uh the sixteen hundred dollar bottle of tequila, I just read a review of it and they were like, it is ridiculous how good it is. John and bottles coming your way. They ain't they age it for 40 months. Yeah. Which is hard to do with apparently it's hard to do with tequila because the agave is such a delicate flavor that it starts to absorb too much of the the flavors from the wood. So it's tough to make. That's why it's sixteen hundred dollars. Right. It's the process. Trust it. Trust. But yeah, so it's supposed to be fantastic. I don't know. So far, I think it's it's good. I mean, it's a good documentary so far. That you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it goes and how he's portrayed. And yeah. I'm I'm really interested in more of like his his personal side rather than his basketball side. I think we all sort of saw his basketball side. I'm I'm interesting to see if he get gets into his father a little bit because that's well, interesting. Well, didn't his dad wasn't his dad murdered like a year before that, or two yep. years before it? Well, they keep going like back. Yeah, um, they do. I'm assuming they'll touch yeah, on. He died after he died after he came back and won a championship, like the fourth one or whatever. It was it was during the run that he, that he got killed. It was he died after the third the first three P. Was and, it before he went to baseball? Yeah, no, that's when and he, then he his dad died. He retired, had that hiatus, went into baseball, came out of it. Now there's YouTube videos about it, like 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 mob guys that talk about it, and they like 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 a, like a couple guys specifically, like like Mike Franchisi, who's a pretty high up guy. I mean, and he didn't get crazy, and that's why it makes it, it makes me kind of believe it. He pretty much said that like Jordan just bet on everything. And he owed the wrong people a lot of money. It wasn't paying him. And he didn't take it serious. And they did. And, you know, like, I mean, it's everybody kind of like, like, you see, I mean, again, it's a fucking guy on a YouTube channel, but it's like, he's like, everybody knows what happened. Like, yeah. I mean, you, don't, you can't, whatever, but it's like, yeah, but degenerate and wasn't paying his, he wasn't paying his gambling debts. But the, but the thing is, so like, if, if it was a mob hit, 
Are you going to use two, like, gangbanger idiots that immediately get caught? No, well, that's the thing. You see, like, it's deniability. It draws away from, I mean, that's how they do it in Sprint. You know, you hire a guy that's in the neighborhood, so it's not two guys in, you know, tracksuits running away from the scene. You hire guys, you outsource it. So when people catch you, it's, oh, well, it was two of the, it was two, you know, you know, you know, these guys and that guy. It's not two Italian guys with no necks running away in a, in a stolen Buick. <laughs> but, I know? mean, they both, I'm, aren't, didn't they both get life for it? Like, I mean, possibly. I mean, and you know, maybe it's true. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, you don't know. But, I mean, everybody says the same thing that he didn't bet on basketball, but he was, he, he was, he, he got black. He got asked to leave. Like, shit was going to pop off. They asked it to, and, but like, the plan was come back in two years. Like, it was, it was all set up. Yeah. Like, why did we just quit basketball for baseball? Like, nope. nah. It was all, like, it was set up. David Stern, David Stern, like, had that kind of juice. To be like, listen, this is going to happen. Just like, they were both convicted and sentenced to life in prison. Yeah, well, you got to take the fall. You know, it's one of those things, hey, take care of this. We'll give your family 50. You know, a lot of people out there do a lot of things, you know, for, for, a, little, for, for a little bit of money who, who don't have things. Again, I mean, it, it could have been a random thing. It seems very, very random. Very, very random. Something like that to happen. At the same time, all that shit was popping off. Like, it's just like. Too many coincidences lead you down a road of, of truth. Yep. But, and, and, you know, and I doubt he'll ever say it. He'll never talk about it, but uh, who knows? Maybe they have the outtakes when he's taking a bottle of tequila deep. How about this? The, uh, the second, well, the two guys, there's uh, Larry Demery and Daniel Andre Green were the killers. Again, one of them is up for... Um, up for parole, it looks like, and that was that was an article of March in March hmm. of this year. So he gets parole, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure he does a little bit into his life. It can't just be all basketball. Like, I'm, I mean, we'll see. I mean, hell, he got divorced from his wife. I mean, that's not that secretive and whatnot. She left him. Yep. Towards the end. Um, now I think a lot of it is just probably going to be around basketball, but just how, like, how he rolled. I mean, just crazy how, like, we don't know how guys lived back then because there's no social media like there is now. Like, everything now is, like, so desensitized because it's, like, we're just used to everything. Like, back then, we just had to, like, read it in a newspaper or, yep. you know, when ESPN first started, it's like, oh, my God, did you see it? But Well, that, mean, was the, that was the thing. They interviewed Steve Kerr, uh, like, right after, like, the day after. And they asked him, they said – you know, you're still in this and you're and you're still winning uh, championships and you're involved in the league at the highest level. And, and you, you know, you were also on that team at, at the height, you know, at the height of its fame and with Jordan and everything. What how do you see the difference between celebrity back then and celebrity now, like how the league is covered and everything? And he said back then, the cool thing was when the cameras weren't around, you were somewhat free. And there was things that you could do and say and, and you know, that would never be documented. But he goes, you take a look at, like, you know, Steph Curry. Like, everything that that dude does and says and touches is documented by a phone, by a camera, by a, you know, paparazzi, something. You know, it's like I remember back then, like, before the game, if they had, like, a camera that would catch the inside of, like, the locker rooms, it'd be like, oh, my God, that's what the locker rooms look like? Like, oh, my God, like, that's where they get ready? You know, I mean, that's, like, you know, that was, like, inside, like, real inside shit, you know what I mean? Like, 
And nowadays, it's like you see that you can go on Twitter and follow someone's story and they'll bring you right in and they'll be talking to you from the ice bath. You know what I mean? It's like it's nothing. There's nothing. There's there's nothing sacred anymore when it comes to that. So um, and I I think you guys are right. I don't think it's going to be all basketball. Ten episodes. I mean, it can't all just be basketball centered around that one season. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. I mean. I mean, they gave the cameras, you know, all access for the, that entire season, and they did have some characters on that team. So, I mean, you could probably chew up, to, you know, four episodes on Dennis Rodman with all the absurd shit that 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 he's done. But, I mean... Yeah, isn't the next episode the Rodman episode? Yeah, I think the next two are the Rodman episodes, to be honest. you And you, you have to think at some point they're going to do, like, the shoe episode. Uh, sure. Because while his shoes that he wore in that year were dog shit ugly, um, like they already timed it. They um, Nike did a drop of that one pair that sold out in seconds yeah. on the sneakers app. Mm-hmm. So I'm about the he got game ones. The I don't know in the episode now, huh? The ones he's wearing in the episode now is yeah, that terrible. Oh, we're getting conflicting. Uh, we're getting conflicting looks here. Jeez. I highly doubt that. Okay. Ones, fours, and fives. Look, I think I think there's some people that sway more towards the beginning era of the retro series, and there's other people that sway towards the 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 second the later era of the retro series. I, for one, am an early guy. I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a one, three, five, six kind of guy. You know? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. One, three. Yeah. Yeah. Matt and I are the same. So I mean. You know, but there's other guys that, you know, they'll go from 8 to eight to 12 and 8 to 13, or you know. I just don't. I, they're just weird. They're like, be, at least for me, like the fives, the fours, the, the, the ones, you can wear them with a pair of jeans and they look fine. Well, sneakers, sneakers as a whole in that era when those, when those uh, Jordans were coming out as a whole, they were just god ugly. I'm not a fan of them at all. The, the Iversons or the phone positives are, are terrible. You know, I, I just me, but I, I mean, I see why people like them, but it's just not, it's just not, it's not for me. That's all. But uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they, they start talking about his, his shoe empire, <laughs> you know, I mean, and if, if they do it right, they'll all be dropped like time drops through the sneakers app. Mm-hmm. And it'll crash five seconds in, and then yeah. people will get them over the bots. Yep. You yep. ready there, Bill? Yeah, no. I think Bill's ready to move on to the next segment, which is uh, favorite sports movies. We're going to continue on. I think last episode we covered basketball and baseball. Let's move on to football, and I'll, I'll start. My favorite football movie uh, has to be Varsity Blues. Interesting choice. A tan. Ten, a fucking ten. I mean, there's a lot of good football ones out there. I mean, I like the replacements with the Keanu Reeves, but I'll get flashed yeah. all that. I just watched replacements the other night. It's actually, very entertaining movie, John. Very entertaining. I thoroughly agree. I mean, can you? I mean, you gotta sort of. What's the uh, Willie Beeman one? Any given Sunday. I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's gotta be, gotta be up there too. I mean, where does where does Waterboy uh, rank in in football movies? I don't know, like one sixty four. 
164 out of 165. I mean, it's not really a question. The greatest football movie in the history of football movies is, I mean, it's not really even debatable. It's Rudy. Rudy? Rudy? Yep. Of course you would say that, A lot of people (laughs) think it's Rudy's dog shit. Yeah, a lot of people I think are dog shit that I hate them. I I also like Invincible. Remember the Titans? Jets, yeah, yeah. number two. When Brashear gets in that car accident and gets paralyzed. That's such an emotional scene. What was the one that Matt said before that? Invincible. Yeah. I mean, if that's not your number one, you're an asshole. <laughs> um... The longest yeah. yard. I made up stories good. about guys in the end. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, made up stories. <laughs> that mean, bullshit. The longest yard is so good. Even the remake isn't terrible. Well, it would be better if it was Adam Sandler wasn't in it. It'd be yeah. way better. Like anybody but Adam Sandler. Him playing like a cool guy just irks the shit out of me. Like he's <laughs> a dopey nerd. Like he's funny in his own like goofy way. But when the, but when he's in movies like where he's like supposed to be like a cool guy, it's like all right, this doesn't work for me. Like. You're Billy Madison, bro. You got to be good. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Billy Madison. Stay in your lane. You know. I think my I think my 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 uh Adam Sandler tolerance goes as far as like Big Daddy. And then anything after Big Daddy to me, it's just hooters, like Hooters, Hooters. Yeah. We we you also had golf movies on here and if Happy Gilmore isn't in your Top five for for golf movies. Your I mean, Gilmore is an amazing movie. That's that's Sandler. That's the Sandman in his prime. Absolutely. You know? That's that's the Billy Madison era. You know, Billy Madison, Wedding Singer, Happy Gilmore. You know, that's that was his prime. You know, he started late nineties. He started to get a little carried away. You know, well, he got more creative. Like he got more like he wanted to. Make movies that were like more Holly, like more studio mainstream. Really wanted the money, and you can't. Somebody yeah. offers you twenty million dollars to make Click, or uh, um, uh, what's the one they go camping? Uh, there's a couple grown ups. Yeah. So, you know, it's hard to say no to the money. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Can't blame the guy, but it's just, just no. not. You're right. You're right. And then when he tries to go get serious, it gets even worse. Yeah, like he's in a new one that, like that new one, like the gambling one, the gem or something or something. Yeah, the something gem or that something. Terrible ratings. Uncut gems. Yeah, that one where like Kevin, like it's like we're supposed to be like, well, like I, I can't think of serious. Like I know it's to be a serious character in that, but it's just like you're always gonna be the Hanukkah song, dude. <laughs> Jesus. No, but I, whenever I hear that song, I'm just like, my God. But that, I mean. That, that's paying for his job still, probably. Whatever. I mean, on a, on a serious note, when it comes to golf movies, are we all in agreement with the one movie that is the best golf movie ever? Caddyshack. Caddyshack, right? <laughs> Tin Cup, one or two. Yeah, like, like Tin Cup is really good too. But then you got Tin Cup, right? So yeah. like, get out of here, Costner. Like, what? But Caddyshack paved the way for just so many other. Comedy movies. Yeah, John, you John, watch his Bagger Vans. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Uh, What's the? Um, there's a couple other ones that are like that. I was when I was looking these up, I was like, oh, I've never seen this golf movie, but it's gotta be terrible. It's about golf. Uh, uh, what like Bagger Vance? Yeah, we, it's like we just said that. Bagger Vance. There's one like 
it looked like a Tiger Woods story or something. Uh, There's another one like with like it's like old school, like in the twenties. Another golf one, like they did it after Seabiscuit came out. I forget what it was called. The short game. Not that. It looks like it's. It looks like. Oh no! There's some. Of the, oh, this is just a. There were young kids. It looks like. So I guess. So I guess we kind of we narrowed it down. There's only three good golf movies: Happy Gilmore, Caddyshack, Tin Cop, Don Boom, Mail. So, just put a button on do it. Do we go? Who's your caddy? Who's your caddy? <laughs> um, I have to. I do have to argue for Caddyshack two over Caddyshack one. Though I said that. I said that seriously. Jackie Mason is great. I love Jackie. Think, when he turns that into the miniature golf course, that is tremendous. It's it, it that 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 second one is when he hires them to be a day laborers. When he wins, when he wins the the, the charity thing to buy them for a day. Yeah. And he has like, a lady with the jackhammer. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what'd you pay for these people? They can't do shit. What'd you pay for these people, Jackie? <laughs> One of my favorites. I love yeah, that. Yeah, no, golf is a tough movie because it's like, you know, it's, it's hard not. to have like excitingness uh, in, you know, in golf. It's yeah. interesting, too. It went from Bill Murray to uh, Dan Aykroyd, too. Uh, well, the second one was yeah, was yeah. it Aykroyd took Bill over? Murray was the first in Caddyshack one, and Caddyshack two was Dan Aykroyd. That was the weird part about it. Oh, look at that! There you go. Yeah. Who's your caddy? Who's your caddy? That's that's Eccentric the Entertainer. All right, so then to kind of put a uh, uh to kind of round this this uh this segment out with uh movies. Go favorite sports movie, just in general. Because there's a lot of sports movies that we didn't even touch because of the categories. Well, you John, know? Beer, John's Beer League. <laughs> oh, God, such a great movie. <laughs> that movie is so, like, it, it's actually be required to be in every home in New Jersey. It's like, you have to be required to own it. If you live you in New Jersey. <laughs> everyone, um, you know, everyone, you know, everybody has, everyone's, and the people are Italian in it. Everyone just talks shit the entire time. No one's like nice. They just all talk shit. You're like a bunch of monkeys trying to fuck <laughs> Jesse's got basketball. Basketball's a good one. Dodgeball. Dodgeball's a good one. Dodgeball might be up there. Dodgeball. I love dodgeball. Cool runnings. Come on, man. Cool runnings. Slap, you got slap shot. Bandy slap shot is so good. Oh, Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Right? And then and then and then you got you can rattle off like a ton of boxing ones, Raging Bull, Rocky. Yeah, Rocky got me number one. Then I mean I got to put Rocky number one for movies, sports movies. There's not a better movie than Rocky. Yeah, I mean, The Wrestler. I, I mean I never got into that. I saw it the one time and it it's real dark. Movie. It's real dark. Yeah, it's real dark. It's good, but you yeah. gotta be. You gotta be in the right. You gotta. You gotta be in the mood to watch something. You gotta be in the right mood to be brought down a notch in your mood. <laughs> because it, like um the deer hunter. Yeah, it'll depress you. It'll 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 do something to you. Like that's the that's probably one of the best movies I've ever seen, and I'll never watch it again. Oh my dad! My dad watched it probably once a week. Dude, halfway through that movie, you're like, oh my god, I want to eat a bullet, and then after the movie, you're like, oh my god. Yeah. You're yeah. like it's it's a struggle like, to go on with your life. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at Jerry Maguire. There you go. There's a there's a there's a great yeah, Jerry Maguire is such a good me the money. <laughs> Jerry Maguire is such a like just a good movie. You had me at hello, Bill. You had me at hello. Oh, I mean, guys, I can't care. believe it. One. I can't believe we didn't we didn't think of Sea Biscuit. Oh, <laughs> Toby Maguire. Toby's a bitch ass. Can't stand him. Rocky, <coughs> is Rocky really? I mean, for sport movies, like that's just such Maybe. a. Rocky's the greatest sports movie in the history of movies. Uh, of course, it's uh, it's no no debate, but it's Rocky Five was the best Rocky. We've already talked about this. <laughs> uh, Josh, shut your mouth. Tommy, 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 Tommy the Machine Gun. Touch me and I'll sue. Touch me and I'll sue. You know why I probably love that movie the best is because it was probably like the first one that I saw as like a, a child. So like that's probably why was my first one, but I know what you mean. Like that you comprehended and saw and were like, yeah. Now nah, I mean, wait, ding ding, my ring's outside in yeah. a ring. You fight in a ring. Yeah, so, Tommy Gunn only fights in the ring. Over the top. Over, over the top. Over the top. That's a great pull, Jesse. That's a great pull. Over the top, baby. I mean, those are the ones that just like, like Band News Bears. Yeah. The original. The original. Great movie. You know, having kids, 10 year old kids throw out racial slurs. I mean, some things just don't get better. Tanner. Yeah, within like the first five minutes of the movie. I, got, I, like, I want to do the Tanner speech, but I just can't have it recorded. If the Tanner speech after the first practice <laughs> is just worth the price of admission right there. Absolutely. Oh, oh, does does Fast and Furious count as a sports movie? No. <laughs> John Gates of Thunder does. No, Gates of Thunder, fucking great movie. Gates of Thunder. Yeah. Cole, Cole, Cole his, name, his name is Cole something. Cole Trickle. Cole Trigger? Cole Trickle. 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 Yeah. Wait, like, you pissed. He's a little trickle. Talladega Nights. Ta oh, another good one. Shake and Bake. Shake and Bake. <laughs> I mean, semi pro. I mean, semi pro. When you really sit down and watch semi pro, uh -oh. there's not a bad scene. This is not a bad scene. But if it's on TNT or TBS, you can't watch. Don't, don't watch it. It's not worth it. You can't watch it. I mean, that into the first scene when they introducing the players. <laughs> there's so many lines, you know. Oh, they're too big. I don't believe him about that. Oh. <laughs> I mean, every you really should be smoking in here. It's okay. I like you mind putting your cigarette in? Uh, I like to smoke when I drink. <laughs> okay. uh, well, some people like a tiny penis. Uh, I'll teach you to do a liar. <laughs> I'll introduce you to Mrs. Pepperfield later tonight. <laughs> she got That's big, great. I mean, big boob you're right. Big every scene, every scene is just he brought it. Farrell brought it. Big old boob. Cannons, people. Cannons, cannons, people. Did you take it to a big bank? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. You got to bank with ten thousand dollars. Bank would. Take it. Well, why not? I mean, yeah. freaking glitter, man. <laughs> and you know that's the that's the guy from Bad News Bears, right? Yeah, it's the guy from Bad News Bears, and it's the guy who played Freddy Krueger in the remake. And he's also Horshack in Watchmen, the movie. He is. He's had some good um, some good roles. Yeah. You got a check that says $10,000. <laughs> Congratulations. Jackie, all right. The beer company will pay for it. 
There is no pure company. It just sounds good. It just sounded $10, professional. $10,000. <laughs> Oh, man. We trade back from 22 with the Browns, and we take Marcus Smith at 20. And the fans are like, no. Everybody live is like, who? Who? Yeah, and Gruden said, he's like, well, he has okay production, but a lot of it's when he's unblocked. It was Gruden's first comment. (laughs) (laughs) So if you don't put a guy in front, it's got to block him. He's really good at getting to the quarterback. Like, really, really good. <laughs> touch him or nothing. No touchies. Well, any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Yeah, yeah. I got one thing for the draft. What do you Don't got? The lineman that was a quarterback two years previously coming out of high school, please. Howie. And I'll be happy. A.K.A. Marcus Smith. Was a quarterback as a senior in high school. Comes to Louisville as a quarterback. I make him a D lineman. He's a first-round pick. Jesse, what would your what would your one thing to to Howie Roseman be? Don't don't get cute. Yep, John. Um, my one thing for Howie Roseman. Mm. Get a linebacker. Okay. Jesse, we picked up the Marcus Lawrence for Marcus Smith. Oh, huh? I want to take that back. Marcus Lawrence for for Marcus Smith, Jesse. Huh. <laughs> Howie, make the right move. Make the right move. Take the take the best player for the team. And with that, for episode thirty nine, quarantine episode eight. Be safe, everyone. You could take your vitamins. Say your prayers. Train. I fucked that up, but okay. <laughs> like, follow, and rate us. It, it was, it was, it's train, say your prayers, and eat your vitamins. And like, and f- like, follow, and, and rate us. What Jesse said. Yes. At forfeitpod, forfeitpod at gmail.com. Check out a Twitter poll. Twitter poll. That's right. Week. Like our Twitter poll, rate us, subscribe, all that good stuff. I'm waiting for Jesse for the final oh. blessing. Go, birds!